Impound Racing at its finest. It's the Digital Ally 400 at Kansas Speedway. Let's get to it. What's up, fam? It's your favorite betting bartender, Anzo. Tonight, I'm talking about the Digital Ally 400 at Kansas Speedway. And tonight, we're going to go over some drivers. We're going to go over uh, the info that I have on the cheat sheet. And we're going to go over first the bit about impound racing and what it does to the qualification process and starting process for the drivers. The race is Saturday night, not Sunday morning, so be ready for it. So as always, let's do this. Okay, so if you want to get straight to the drivers, you know all about impound racing and all that stuff, awesome. All you got to do is go and, you know, go up to there in the video and voila, you'll be on the drivers and we'll go over the cheat sheet. Now, if you want access to the cheat sheet, super simple. Just want to ask you this. What do you think is the cutoff when a driver gets sent to the back and then can get himself back forward to get placement differential on DraftKings. Where do you think the cutoff is? Like, if someone that is starting all the way up in fifth wouldn't be able to make it up there, or say starting 15th won't be able to make it up there if they're starting 40th, where's the cutoff and why do you think that? Now, answer that question in the comment section. Then hit me up on email at bettingbartender at gmail.com. If the name doesn't correlate, let me know. You'll get access to the cheat sheet sent right over to you. Also, you can just retweet and like the pinned comment on Twitter. Then DM me your email address and I'll get you access. Now, I am a little bit busy on Saturday morning with some family obligations for Mother's Day. So uh, it will take some time. But I also sent out an email They'll have three additional drivers on there, and we'll go over last week's race as well before we jump into it. But first, let's talk about impounding races. Okay, when a race, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure some people will in the comments, that when a race is uh, two days, like the whole meet's two days, so you have practices and qualifications one day, and then the race the next day, then you have an impound race. And basically... That means that instead of having inspection prior to qualification, you have them afterwards. But the cars are basically sent into the garage, impounded, and then they have to roll them out to the crew on Saturday afternoon for this week, sometimes Sunday morning. Uh, but for this week, Saturday afternoon, they go through an inspection. If they fail, they get sent to the back. If they fail twice, then you lose like a crew member. If you get three times, then you actually get a penalty, which is called the pass-through penalty. Now, the pass-through penalty, which has happened to a few people in this season, is simple. It's basically like starting a whole lap down, if that makes sense. So you're starting a lap down as compared to everybody else. I mean, you, you just go right around the first time, boom, go in through the pit, and then come out, and boom, you're now a lap down. It's... Know where you want to be, especially if your driver was starting up towards the front. So the thing with impound races is that usually like a team of drivers misses out. So a team of drivers, cars, uh, when one person misses, you'll find out the rest of the team usually misses too because they all have the same problem. You know, whether it's the uh, – uh, 
when they go through the inspections, I don't even want to go over the details that go over it, but one driver misses from the team and usually the rest miss as well and fail. And so they correct it and go through and they usually don't miss more than, more than once, but it has happened in the past. The other thing I wanted to go over, all right, here we are looking at the cheat sheet. We're going to go right over to the past ownership tab here. Last week's winner for the DraftKings tournament was S. Dellinger. So congratulations to S. Dellinger, who won by a single point in the DFS tournament. There is a link down below in the description or also in the comments that I'll pin up. Join. It's $1 to join and uh, just steal my money from me because I'm dead money. Trust me. But that's Dellinger 1. So when we go to last week, I gave out three drivers in the email. That was Suarez, Larson, and Boyer. And we go here. Suarez was six with 54 and a quarter points. Uh, Larson right behind him was seventh with 54 points, ranking 11th in my rankings. And Boyer was ninth in my rankings and came out uh, 12th with 39 and a half points. So not bad. I actually did okay last weekend. So hopefully you got on those picks as well. Now, another thing we're going to look at is a correlated track here because you want to know a little bit about the track and what's going on. So Kansas Speedway, a mile and a half track, uh, it's going to produce a little bit of tire wear. We're running a full aero package, 550 horsepower. And we want to go over and look at a course or track that's just like it. You know, there are 267 laps total with a break in the action, 80 laps in the first stage, 80 laps in the second stage, and 107 laps the third stage. So we're going to go to a race that just happened to look at correlation points-wise and see where it ended up. And that's the Pennzoil 400. All right, the Pennzoil 400 at Las Vegas is not a impound race, but same amount of laps, same banking sort of, and... Um, same points for fastest laps and lead laps. Now, you have 133 and a half points for fast laps and 66.75 points for laps led. And you can see the winner, Joey Logano, had 92 and a half points. Uh, less than what we've had over the past few weeks for your typical winners here. Kyle Busch, 144 and a half. Um, Kevin Harvick was the pole sitter, by the way, and had 84 and a half. So you can see here that the leader will probably have a bunch of laps led at least through the first stage, and we'll see what happens on restart and things like that. That is going to make a difference. But points will be spread out. So let's go to the cheat sheet and look at some drivers top to bottom, see who we like here. All right. Kurt or Kyle Bush starts off number one in my model. He usually does. Uh, definitely put up a decent qualifying position for us to get differential in at 13th. His practice average was fifth, so he's going to have a differential of eight. We like to see negative numbers in the qualifying versus practice. Now, again, when we get to starting positions, which I took off that uh, column here just to stop the confusion, I will put in the info all the way to the right over here, what they 
end up being. So that will be sort of your difference, but uh, the, the sheet is what it is right now. So it will change. Again, this is after all qualifying and practices, but before the impound when this video is going up. So Kyle Busch, is he worth the money? That's the problem at 11.9 on DK, 15 on FanDuel. Going to be tough to, to roster him there. Mm, can make a case for Martin Truex. He definitely is one of the best drivers at this track, so might want to go there. He just had a horrible first and second practice for times and then put up a great qualifying time, so who knows what's going to happen there. Uh, Kevin Harvick. So I've been like fading Kevin Harvick a lot lately, and it's usually worked. <sighs> I don't think I can do it this time. He's coming in at 10-6. You're getting a nice discount off of Kyle Busch. He's ranking second in my model, and he put up the best times for the 10-lap average both practices. That's a big, big fact here. And then when I look at what he's done uh, the past years, let's see, 12th, 1st, 8th, third, first, second, dating back to 2016. So you're looking at some good points there in his finishing position. Ah, can't, can't not go Kevin Harvick. All right, Kozlowski is ranked third in my model. Wouldn't go wrong there. Joey Logano typically does well here. Blaney, I think, um... Starting at 19th will garnish some ownership, so is uh, Hamlin, but Hamlin's just not having a great season. Didn't put up great 10-lap averages either. I'll probably be off of Hamlin this week. Uh, don't consider last week a problem. It was uh, He had some, some issues with the car and was definitely, uh, I think it was uh, breathing problems and stuff. Uh, there were some other factors involved in there, but... I don't think that correlates to this week at all. I just I don't know. I don't I don't see him doing well with that ten lap average. Not not good. Uh, definitely will be looking at Boyer once again, starting in third to maybe be like a contrarian type of dominator. Now dominators has been one dominator and then a second that's like two thirds of the level dominator and then one that's like one third. So. You really need the top two guys to dominate uh, to win this in these type of GPPs. Now, Eric Amarillo, what are you going to do with Eric Amarillo starting in uh, second? I don't know. He put up some great practice times. Tough to go with him. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, you're definitely getting some value in starting position. I think Ryan Newman is someone that I'll end up taking. Um, not like a sexy play at all, but Tivoli has done well here. When I'm looking at his stats... You know, it's been two years since he's done well. Now, he did 15th last spring, but 30th, 33rd, and 40th uh, were the last two years. But before that was 12th, 7th, 11th, 10th, 6th, 11th, dating back to 2014. I don't know if it's going to be back to that type of race for him. Um, he's going to have to put in some work. So we'll see where it shakes out after ins inspections and where it ends up because – Right now, he's tough to take, but I do kind of like him as a contrarian play uh, moving forward for this weekend. Austin Dillon's going to rank out pretty highly here, so he'll probably garner some ownership, put a bad qualifying time. He'll get some differentials in there, uh, although his 10-lap average was not good. Alex Bowman, I think, is someone I'm definitely going to roster. Put up two great practice efforts, and then uh, top 10 in qualifying 
I think um, ranking 12th in my model at 7,000 will be a great spot for him. William Byron probably starting a little too high for my liking, uh, but definitely Ty Dillon's kind of a fade. If you want to go GPP and go chalky everywhere else and then go with Ty Dillon, I wouldn't hate you for it. I just I think he's going to be a fade for me at 6,600 this week. His price has been going up, and he's starting back further and further. Tyler Reddick is starting in 30th and is getting you points per thousands if you need them, like the top points uh, down here in this area. But I think where I might end up going is Reed Sorensen. Now, I have to kind of go over here to get to him. Reed is one of those guys that does not qualify. He doesn't run a qualifying rap. But we know through his practice times, where if you go to practice times here, boom, we'll see that he does much better than some of these other cars. So here we are in practice number two. We're going to go to Reed Sorensen and see where he is. 37th. Granted, that doesn't seem great, but it's better than a few people behind him, and he's starting fourth, so you're going to get those point differentials at his price. Let's go to practice one. Again, 37th. So it's very typical that he could probably do better than where he's starting at. And for 5,100, I might dip there. Otherwise... Timmy Hill, I don't think I want to go to Joey Gase. I don't want to go. Corey LaJoy is interesting, but starting 24th uh, right now, and unless he fails, I don't know. Not sure uh, where I want to go with this. Remember, in these impound races, Remember, in these impound races, their starting positions change because they're unofficial off the qualifying time. So if someone starts back further, that's where their point differential starts from. So hopefully you got all that and understand the difference between an impound race versus a normal qualifying race. Again, qualifying times are unofficial starting positions and tomorrow is the official starting position, so they'll all change. And DraftKings and FanDuel will start them from those new positions where they're actually running from, as opposed to other weeks. If you don't understand that, hit me up in the comments or on Twitter at DFS Tavern and ask me some questions. I'll be glad to answer them there. Don't forget, $1 DraftKings tournament. Come on and join 50 teams this week. We're going to be bumping up to 75 come Sunday races. But because it's a Saturday race, I feel some people will forget about this. It's Saturday night. Be ready for it. Make your teams. Get them in. And then watch or understand the impound information. Then make your teams after that. Thank you for tuning in. Give a thumbs up if you liked. Don't forget, you can get the cheat sheet super easy just by answering the question and then hit me up on Twitter or email at bettingbartender at gmail.com. As always, best of luck this weekend with your DFS and everything else you have going on in life. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Be sure to wish your mom a happy Mother's Day. Keep dancing that music. Cheers.